Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello and welcome to the RC Industry Podcast, Episode 8. This is a, this is technically part two, uh, so it's technically seven point one, but I've separated them and I'll explain why. Basically, episode seven, we had Izzy Lawrence on talking about design of posters and uh, flyers, as well as uh, practical things you can do to improve your marketing materials for fringe and solo shows. We went off on a tangent and. Uh, as a result, spoke about branding as a performer in terms of what you wear on stage, how you act, how you are perceived by the audience and things you can do over and above actually being on stage to build an audience. So creating podcasts, uh, putting up blog posts, trying to build a relationship more with that audience. And we got quite deep into it. And as a result, I felt like this required its own podcast separate to the other one. If you're looking for the design podcast, Go to iTunes, go to the website, rcindustrypodcast.tumblr.com, and you can find episode 7 there, which is the one where she talks about design. If you are after the full design series, you can find that at bit.ly, that's B-I-T dot L-Y, forward slash A-T-I designers. That's RC Industry Designers. This one is the first one in the series of DIY comedians, and I mean that in the best possible way. This is a select few comedians I've invited on who have made an audience for themselves or have done something that usually we would perceive we would need industry backing or assistance with, but they've done it on their own. Uh, this is the first one with Izzy Lawrence, and I'm going to have people on like Louisa Omelan, who has built her own audience and has put on some amazing shows. Aidan Goatley, who organised a tour going to Dubai and France and around the UK on the back of his Edinburgh show. As well as a bunch of other people who have done things like distribute their shows and all kinds of things. I'm really looking forward to making that sub-series as well. And if you're interested in seeing all of those, you can find them at bit.ly.com. That's B-I-T forward slash A-T-I DIY comedians and that'll take you straight to the website page where they're all housed and you can listen to them uh, or just go to their individual pages. This one is a bit of a different format because it was essentially just me and Izzy chatting about branding and how you are perceived on stage and how you should think about what you can do in terms of your name 
your stage name, even down to she shortened her name, which I didn't know, um, and why she did that. Also, things extending your brand off the stage. So, for example, podcasting and just loads of other really interesting things that she had really good, great, solid opinions on. And I really enjoyed it. I've, I've just finished writing a book on this subject, on, on building audiences and attempt to build and grow an audience for what you do through free content, social media and the internet. And as a result, it was great to chat to someone who has been there and done that. And as she puts it, quite organically learnt the stuff and, and has put them into practice and place. As always, if you want to follow the questions that were asked and covered, uh, they are in the show notes at rcindustrypodcast.tumblr.com. If you want to find anything else about her, you can go to her website, which is iszi.com. That's izzy.com. You can look at it as bonus material if you want, or you can look at it as the first one in the series. I'm looking at it as the first one in the series, and I'm really happy to have it out. So without any more delays, this is Izzy again. Well, okay, in terms of branding, Ben... Um, what I mean, it sounds like it sounds like when you were picking your not just stage name, but maybe your look and everything about it. Was there like a did you do a course on that or read a book on it or was it no, just an organic? I just it was very much organic and it was very much of who do I want to be? And since a little girl, I've kind of wanted to be an important businessman in a suit. <laughs> um, but also, I don't want to be seen as an absolute dick so a crumpled suit a kind of like I've always liked the sort of slight failed alcoholic element without actually having to be an alcoholic or the um so the image that was in my head I just wanted the image in my head that I was comfortable with to be the one that I presented um when on stage when I'm off stage I tend to wear jeans and a t-shirt like most people um occasionally I also wear a lot of men's clothes simply because I'm tall so it's it's you know, there are certain constraints over my physicality that mean that, yeah, actually buying men's jackets is easier than trying to find a woman's jacket that doesn't, you know, reaches my elbows. It's, um, it, it is, it is such a curse being so beautifully tall. Um, but, <laughs> but, you know, it is organic, but that is to say you can be organic, but still think, you know, to be an artist, artists, musicians, um, comedians, Yes, they're doing it from the heart, but they're also using their brain as well. And there is absolutely nothing wrong. You're not selling out if you think, oh, actually, I should try and push myself so that people actually notice me and see me. I think a lot of mistakes that young comedians do in particular says, well, I'm not going to ask an agent if they'll come and see my show, because if I do that, then they're going to think I'm desperate or that... Um, no, they're going to think, as long as you don't do it every five minutes, you just say, hello, this is who I am, this is my website, I think I would love to work with you one day, please come along to my Edinburgh show, and if it's just one email, and you don't, you know, stalk them at the fringe and follow them around the bars and stuff, I think that's absolutely fine, and I think it shows that you're business savvy. I mean, I know, I, and also, you shouldn't be scared of agents seeing you, um, one of my previous agents told me I never, ever um, book an act before I've seen them die. I need to see how they handle stage death. So, you know, remember that if you die in front of a big comedy producer or anything like that, actually, that could be a good thing because you can just go, yeah, I died. Nobody liked me in that room, but I didn't break down and wet myself. And I handled it well and I passed it on and, and I made a joke out of it, even though that didn't get much. It's It's a way of it's a professional 
And it's a professional courtesy to sort of say, I'm going to make an effort with how I present myself and not to sort of lock yourself in a box going, well, I'm really cool and somebody will just discover me and want to do all the work for me. Well, no, you have to do the work for yourself. And uh, you can't expect, you can't sit there like a princess in a tower waiting to be rescued by Prince Charming. Um, the comedy industry, particularly now, is very much, you have to work very hard in order to get noticed, to get regular bookings, and um, you have to take a lot of risks in order to get a following. And getting up in the circuit and taking a lot of risks are quite difficult to balance. So my advice is always do what you want to do. And largely that means that you will, even if... See, the thing is you can try and fail, and that's a hell of a lot better than only half trying and failing because at least you blooming tried, you know? Does that make sense? Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean... Uh, I can't remember who it was, but someone said to me recently, um, it's better to die doing the thing you want to do than like be, I can't even remember what the phrase was, but it was something like, you know, if you, it's better to die doing the thing that you actually wanted to do and spend your time doing. But to... it's also, it's also, it's not so much a, a thing of going, okay, well, I've done 50 gigs and so now I'm going to take a risk. It's also a matter of you have to. It's a bit like learning a martial art. You have to learn the basics. You have to learn, you know, if you're playing an instrument, you have to learn what the strings mean. And you have to learn how to play a chord before you can then mess with that chord. And mm. I do think uh, there are there is a habit I've seen quite a lot of new acts thinking, well, I'm nervous, so I'm going to play up the fact that I'm nervous to make a joke out of it. But actually, genuinely, they're still nervous. And so it really <laughs> comes across as awkward as sin. It really is bad when people do that. Um, it's fine if you're really stage confident and you're pretending to be nervous for a joke. That is great and that's funny but because the audience can see through it and they have confidence in you. But yeah, it can come across as... I do think there is... It's a th mistake I made when I first started was I was trying to be very alternative without actually learning the basics. I couldn't stand still on stage. Yeah, I was trying to do quite clever jokes, which now, actually, I've, I've started to rework some old jokes... I used to do into my set and jokes that never got a laugh when I was an open spot take the roof off now it's ridiculous yeah. <laughs> um, but um, it is that um, it, it, it's not so much about anything other than everything you do you have to work 100% at it even if it is you know writing emails to promoters you have to work 100% at it and it is physically exhausting and you have to have an ego that's willing to get completely bashed and dashed against the rocks because guess what you know, there will be a time when you've done everything right and everybody likes you and they still won't sign you because there is no financial need for them to do so because they've got somebody a bit like you they don't think that that tv show that they're working with is interested in people like you and there's nothing you can do about that so it's very important that you are doing what you're doing and you're doing it um 100% of your effort for 100% the reasons that when you look back and you have failed and you are now working in Tesco's, you can look back and you can go, gosh, I made some good stuff back then. It's a pity nobody took it up, but my God, I did not waste a second of my time. And that's the key to it. It's really quite upsetting, though, when nobody <laughs> cares. <laughs> no, that's... Oh, that's Okay, thank thank you very much. That's perfect. Rock and uh, roll. And yeah, check out izzy.com and check out my podcasts.
Right. Like awesome. I said, all going to be linked and plugged yeah. in the start and end of the show. But if you want to do a plug, feel free. Hey, zlistedlist.com or zlistedlist if you're American. And if you're American, basically you're just going, I think that's actually my ultimate advice, actually. When you're doing a job, as particularly as an artist, be American. You need that super confidence in it and you need that work ethic. Don't be British and wait for somebody to rescue you. Be American. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, um, I'm going to go and work on my accent. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, thank you. It's been lovely to have you on. It's All right, great. Then. Thank you. That was Izzy Lawrence. Honestly, I, I hope you got as much out of that as I did. It was so much fun to talk to her, and I'm really glad we continued recording that after we'd done the podcast about design. It really gave me some stuff to think about. I'm going to have to go away now and reconsider every item of clothing in my wardrobe and everything else I hadn't really given any thought to. I think... She's got some really valid points on trying to brand yourself in the same way you brand your material and doing the things that you want to do to make sure that you enjoy what you're doing and have a reason for people to think of you when they're booking gigs. I know that's not the way she put it, but that is basically what we're talking about. And as I said, I've written a book about this and I spoke a little bit about the marketing theories that are involved in it. I'm not really going to tell you much more about that now because I'm going to be doing a Kickstarter for that in a few weeks' time and I will want to talk to you more about it then and I don't want to leave you hanging. Although that is technically what I'm doing. Ignore all of that. Basically, look out, like keep subscribing and I'll tell you when my book's out. And if you enjoyed conversations like this and other conversations that are probably going to be interweaved into the narrative of this podcast, you're going to really enjoy this book. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. As I said, subscribe, join the mailing list. If you want to find that, you can find it on the website or at bit.ly.com. That's, that's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash Simon Kane has a mailing list. And that's Simon and Kane is spelled C-A-I-N-E has a mailing list. All one word, all squished together. And it will direct you there. That's all for this week. It's two episodes in one week, you lucky people. As I said before, if you want to hire or just chat with Izzy about design work, you can do that by finding her on her website, which is iszi.com. You can also find her podcasts on her website. She's got Sunday Supplement and The Zedless Deadlist, both worth checking out. Go to her website, find her on Twitter, follow her there. She's been overly lovely with us with her time. It's worth downloading one of her podcasts just to try it, just to see if it's something new you might be interested in listening to. I haven't decided which podcast I'm going to release next week, although I can quickly tell you that new guests that have been confirmed include Ben Williams at Time Out, uh, which is very exciting. If you're interested in getting more coverage for your shows or reviews or getting listed in places, or here's Comedy Night. First of all, look up the Londonist interview that was episode four, I think. That'll give you a taster of what you've got to come with Ben, although that was an in-between episode. Ben's asked for a full episode, so it means we'll be talking for between an hour and 90 minutes. Also, we've got Jeff Whiting coming on. For those of you who don't know, he is a comedian in his own right, but he also runs Murph Control, which is uh, both a management agency for comedians as well as the biggest independent booker in the UK. It's massive to have him on. It's very exciting. And finally, my other confirmation this week was from Alex Hall, She's an agent at Gag Reflex Comedy who also run gigs all over the Midlands and manage some really exciting big comedians. And if you have anything to ask any of them, feel free to drop me a line on simon.m.kane at gmail.com. Find me on Facebook, Twitter. I'm at This Made Me Cool. 
or you can join the mailing list, as I said, uh, or write it on the wall of the page, the RC Industry Podcast page. Thank you very much for listening this far. I hope you enjoyed it. I'm pretty sure you did if you got this far. And I'll see you next week. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.